Good evening. I'm Anthony Robustelli, author of I Want to Tell You, The Definitive Guide to the Music of the Beatles, and this is the Beatles' multi-track meltdown. Each week I'll be playing stripped-down, deconstructed mixes of classic Beatles songs, highlighting different instruments and vocals in a way that will truly amaze you. Imagine sitting in the control room at EMI Studios and having the opportunity to peel away the layers of a song, discovering new elements that you never knew existed. This is the closest you can get to that experience. So sit back, tune in, and enjoy the Beatles' multi-track meltdown. I'll make you maybe next time Happy birthday, that was Steve Stills, Billy Preston, Chris and Klaus. You just heard a recording that Ringo Starr made with some friends in 1970 for John Lennon's 30th birthday. Tonight we're going to continue our celebration with another installment of the John Lennon Sessions. We're going to start the show with two cover songs by one of Lennon's favorite artists, Larry Williams. Williams began playing piano as a child and worked as R&B singer Lloyd Price's valet after moving to New Orleans in 1954. Soon after, he was playing in Price's band, and the next year became close friends with Little Richard. All three artists were signed to Specialty Records, and Williams had a number of hits between 1957 and 1959, including Boney Maroney, Short Fat Fanny, Peaches and Cream, and Dizzy Miss Lizzie, all of which the Beatles performed live. In 64 and 65, the Beatles recorded three songs by Williams. Tonight, we're going to hear instrumental and vocal mixes of two of those songs. Slowdown was recorded at the first session after the group returned from a well-deserved vacation after filming was complete on a hard day's night. It would appear on the Long Tall Sally EP in 1964. Next, a track that would be released in the U.S. a year and a half before it would appear on a U.K. album. On May 10, 1965, the group recorded two Larry Williams songs specifically for the U.S. market, Dizzy Miss Lizzie and Bad Boy. Both songs appeared on Beatles 6 in the U.S. a month later, and Dizzy Miss Lizzie would be included on the U.K. Help LP released in August. But Bad Boy wouldn't be heard by most of their English fans until December of 1966 on the album A Collection of Beatles Oldies.
Next up, an instrumental mix of a song written by Lennon during a bout of insomnia while studying transcendental meditation in India with the Maharishi. I'm so tired. We'll follow with another White Album track, but this version of Your Blues wasn't played by the Beatles, but by the Dirty Mac, a supergroup with Lennon on rhythm guitar and vocals, Keith Richards on bass, Eric Clapton on lead guitar, and Mitch Mitchell on drums, assembled for the Rolling Stones' ill-fated rock and roll circus special, recorded on December 11, 1968. Tonight's instrumental mix will bring Lennon's rhythm and lead guitar playing to the fore.
Quiet, please. There's still some talking going on.
Next, we're going to hear an alternate version of Dig It from the Let It Be album. While this version was recorded on the same day, January 24th, 1969, as the short clip heard on the album, it's a completely different take played in 4-4 rather than 3-4 time. We'll then hear the demo of Lennon's Cold Turkey, a song written about heroin withdrawal that was originally presented to the Beatles as a contender for a single. But after the group decided against recording it, Lennon released it as a Plastic Ono Band single in October 1969, the first song to feature him as the sole writer. It peaked at number 14 on the UK singles chart, prompting Lennon to return his MBE to Buckingham Palace, stating, I am returning this MBE in protest against Britain's involvement in the Nigeria Biafra thing, against our support of America in Vietnam, and against cold turkey slipping down the charts. With love, John Lennon of Bag. Lennon's personal assistant in the late 70s, Fred Seaman, claimed that Lennon told him that the song was actually about food poisoning, but that he was embarrassed by what people would think, so he concocted the story about heroin withdrawal. Oh, I can 
Somebody give it to you, dig it, dig it, dig it. trip.
August 1970, the Obscene Publication Squad raided the offices of British underground magazine Oz after the May 1970 issue known as School Kids Oz was put out. Editor Richard Neville had invited people under the age of 18 to submit material, and the police used this as the perfect excuse to arrest Neville and his co-editors, Jim Anderson and Felix Dennis, on obscenity charges. The magazine set up the Friends of Oz to raise money for the editor's legal fees, and Lennon was asked to help. Lennon recalled how he got involved. Some people from Oz rang up and said, will you make us a record? And I thought, well, I can't because I'm all tied up contractually, and I didn't know how to do it. So then we got down to would I write a song for them. I think we wrote it the same night. We wrote it as God Save Oz, but when we decided they wouldn't really know what we were talking about in America, we changed it back to us. Lennon never planned on singing the song, but he did sing a guide vocal for a musician known as Magic Michael to follow. But Michael's vocals were quite poor, so Mal Evans re-recorded it with vocalist Bill Elliott after Lennon and Ono moved to New York. We'll first hear his home demo recorded on April 13th, followed by an alternate band take with Lennon's guide vocal. We'll follow with a short medley of Rave On and Not Fade Away, recorded by Lennon in a St. Regis hotel room in New York City for the soundtrack of his and Ono's avant-garde film, Clock. Just remember, the street feet seat queen. Okay? Should we go then? One, okay, you ready? One, two, three, four.
Drive me back I'm gonna tell you how it's gonna be You're gonna give your love to me In 1966, Bob Dylan released Blonde on Blonde, and one song in particular, Fourth Time Around, led Lennon to believe that it was either an homage to Norwegian Wood from Rubber Soul, or was Dylan's opportunity to mock the fact that Lennon had been channeling the songwriter since 64. But in some way, Lennon got the last laugh, even if it was only for his benefit. News of the Day, also known as Talkin' Roger's Thesaurus Headline Blues, was recorded in November 1978 as a parody of Bob Dylan, and was allegedly recorded as Lennon was watching a TV news broadcast. Although he used the news of the day as the basis for this stream of consciousness piece, he took time to poke fun at Dylan as well. Well, thank you, Mr. Dither. Thank you, Mr. Dither. The official Soviet newspaper said the temple members had protested the mindless arms race and the filthy war in Vietnam and were persecuted and finally forced to seek refuge in another country. Wow, sounds like a ballad to me. Oh man, Bangkok, Thailand has launched an air sea search and fishing boat carrying some 400 Vietnamese refugees. The boat was towed back out to sea after arriving in Thailand. Sources said because of a breakdown in communication. Oh man. 
lord. The boat was towed into tight waters by a German freighter, the Thai Navy, unaware that the refugees had been guaranteed resettlement in worse Germany took the boat back out to sea after providing the passengers with provisions. Hey, that's deep, man. Chinese newspapers have made their first reference to the country's current war poster campaign, quoting Vice Premier Ting Hao Se Ping as saying the country's stable and its leaders are confident of implanting modernization programs. Oh, this should get me in the village vote. Ting gave his blessing to the campaign, but he commented not all the opinions of the masses are carefully thought out, nor can we demand that they all be correct, adding, this is nothing terrible. It's bad enough, but it's not terrible. Former President Richard Nixon in his second trip outside the United States since his resignation was a smiling, handshaking politician again, greeting crowds outside his hotel and trying a little French. He sure as hell didn't try it on Pat. Nixon, Mr. Nixon is in Paris to sightsee. I'll be interviewed on French television before going on to deliver a speech in England. He'll participate in a French call-in program and said he will answer questions in Welsh. It's pretty big, Mr. Anne. Ah, I'm so cynical I could just keep on doing this forever because, you know, they ain't gonna be looking at my golden bunions in a hundred years from now. They're gonna be selling my socks like Judy Garland, and I hope they get a good price. I mean, what with inflation and the price of rice? But man, I should worry. I own all my own songs, and I wrote them myself too. I got 24 children, 14 wives, 3 mistresses, 59 accountants, 105 lawyers, 2 million fans, a postage system that never fails to let me in jail, look for my mail, perhaps have a garage sale, and uh, you know, go save the whale. And, uh, you know, get a boat and go for a sail. And, and, oh, 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 how do you get out of this hell? I'm stuck inside of a lexicon with the Roger Searsaurus blues again. Sometimes I wish I was just George Harrison, you know, but all answers. Oh my God, oh my God. We're going to close the show with two songs that would appear on Lennon's last album released in his lifetime. The first, My Life, is a piano demo of what would become the lead-off track and first single of Double Fantasy, just like starting over. 
Although he had been working on the song for quite some time, it was one of the last songs recorded during the sessions. Producer Jack Douglas claimed that they hadn't even heard the song until the last day of rehearsals. We'll follow with a stripped-down version of Woman that features a prominent electric piano part, something not heard as clearly on the final track. The song was the second single released from the album and the first after Lennon's death. It reached the top spot in the UK, bumping a re-released single of Imagine, but only reached number two on the Billboard Hot 100, although it did hit number one on the Cashbox chart in the US. My life, take it, it's yours, take it, let me Thank you. 
Well, that's it for this week, Beatles fans. I'm Anthony Robustelli, author of I Want to Tell You, The Definitive Guide to the Music of the Beatles, Volume 1, 1962-1963, and you've been listening to another installment of the John Lennon Sessions. Tune in every Sunday night at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern to hear more deconstructed mixes of classic Beatles songs, solo cuts, live tracks, and much more. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, ShadyBearBKLYN, and like the Facebook page for I Want to Tell You. You can pick up the book at Amazon or for a signed copy at TheBeatlesIWantToTellYou.com. You could also check out past podcasts of the show on SoundCloud and the website. See you next week.